Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Emma Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And tell the show, we've got another case study Sunday. This is where we get a listener from the show, yes, one of you guys on, and just talk about their property investment journey. And the really cool thing about this is it gives you the chance to see, well, what are other people out in New Zealand doing who listen to this show? And for today, we are joined by Thomas, who joins us all the way from Queenstown. Thomas, welcome along to the show. Hi, Andrew. Hi, thanks for inviting me. I'm a long listener to the show and I'm glad to be here today. Now, tell us as well, you're based down in Queenstown and I know that by trade you are a chef and have worked at lots of really awesome restaurants. Now, my question is, how does that impact your ability to invest in property? Does it give you more time because you can go out during the day and look at properties or does it give you less time because there's not as much time to renovate at night potentially? Yeah, it probably doesn't give me much time to be out of the kitchen, but what it gives me is financial security and a higher income. And that's what I could use for my investment over the years. So then I've got a question about that because I've worked with a number of different chefs and the income range varies drastically. So you can get someone who might be starting out and the income might be you know close to minimum wage in some instances of, of someone I'm thinking about right now right the way to the other end of the spectrum, uh, someone like yourself that's worked for, again, none of those high-end restaurants in, in Queenstown and, and done some private chef work. Does it take a while to kind of build up that income? Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, we arrived to the country in 2010, and I was on 50K salary, so yes. I managed to managed to triple that over 10, 11 years, wow. which is very good. But you have to work really hard for that. It's it's not for the faint-hearted, for sure. It's long hours, busy services, a lot of stress. But, you know, it's it, I'm loving it. It's good, but it's not for everyone. And are you a double-income house? Yes, yes, my wife uh, and I. Does she work in hospitality as well? Um, she, well? She used to work in hospitality, but now she's just kind of like to supply restaurants and uh, hotels and bars with hospitality equipment. So she's still connected to the industry and she's got a good income as well. So both of us uh, luckily managed to you know, build up a good high income uh, over the period of um, 10 to 11 years. But it, it was really hard to get to the point where we are today. And you know, gladly we could invest over the years as well and it started to pay off, which we're really proud of. And just before we come to what you're doing in property investment, I know a lot of people at home are going to be really interested in your accent. Which part of the world do you come from? Yeah, I'm originally from Hungary and we just traveled around the world. We used to live in the UK, in Scotland, and we decided to come over to New Zealand in 2010. Hungry chef. And so, yeah, hungry chef. <laughs> and so you started here in 2010 on quite a modest income. You've grown that over time. What sort of properties are you investing in and what's your strategy? How would you describe it? Oh, well, actually, it's funny enough. I was always you know, reading a lot of investment books and also investment magazines as well in New Zealand and always admired people who own property and I really wanted to own my one. So in 2010, we were so poor, we couldn't afford a coffee. And I always um, you know, wanted to you know, work my way up. And I had this goal in front of me that, you know, you got to get ahead. And we just technically managed to buy a house in Rolleston in 2016, actually a land. And we decided to, you know, we wanted to move to Christchurch. But once the house was built, I got a different opportunity. So we moved down to Queenstown and we decided to have that Rolleston one as an investment property. So we just Kind of like turning to own an occupier to an investor, basically. So when you went to Queenstown, did you rent a property and then just rent out your property in Rolleston? Yes, that's what we did. Unfortunately, we never moved in. It was quite a heartbreaking because we built that house for ourselves in Rolleston and then we turned into an investment property, which was 
actually was quite happy about it, to be honest. It's one of those interesting things. So I was just talking to an investor yesterday who, a similar situation, they've had a change in circumstance and now they're thinking about, well, what do we do with this property that they're building for themselves? And so we're running the numbers as an investment to see if that works. And again, one of the big things that I think people do too quickly is they'll sell something and they won't actually necessarily run the numbers and make sure, yes, it works for an investment or no, it doesn't. And then they might move for an opportunity and decide, hey, we don't like it here. Queenstown's too cold. And then you move back to Christchurch. So you've got to be really careful not to make a quick decision with a long-term asset like a house. Absolutely. And, you know, I always, I'm a long, long-term investor. So I like that strategy to, to, to buy and hold. And the funny story about the Rollerstone house is we only put $15,000 cash into that investment property because I used KiwiSaver and also use the home start grant. So back in the days in 2017, the house costed 450, and you know we uh, it was quite cheap back in the days. And Those were the, the days. The good old yeah. days, ten years yeah, ago. Exactly. You know, we we just only had to use 15,000 cash, which was quite incredible in my opinion. And luckily, we could use Kiwi Saver and the home start grant, and we bought that property which nothing really happened to it up until the pandemic. We had to top it up and, you know, I was, I was quite impatient. I really wanted to get a good capital gains immediately. So that was quite like a, a mistake to be, you know, impatient. Investment is always a long-term run. And so since then, you purchased that property in 2016, turned it into an investment. What have you done with your property portfolio since then? Well, we managed to buy a land. So that Rollerstone property actually was a base and we managed to get some equity out. And after the first lockdown, crazy enough, we bought a land here in Queenstown. And everyone was thinking I'm crazy because, you know, the world's going to end and uh, it's going to be a big economic collapse. And people were just looking at me strange. Why do you buy land in the middle of the pandemic? And I was just always confident about this because Queenstown is a, it's a desirable place. And I know where we're pandemic and everyone was, you know, really scared about the future. But we managed to buy land. We took some equity out of the Christchurch one, so we refinanced it to a non-bank lender. And we managed to get out some, some equity and we put that equity into the land and we managed to build a quite a nice house. And so you, you've actually almost finished the build from memory, is that right? Yes, it's about, we, we're about to settle in about three weeks' time. Oh, congratulations. And Thank you. Um, you used uh, Micro Homes, I think, from there? Yes, I have. Yep. Yep. And what have you built? I built a five-bedroom house, so three-bedroom main dwelling and a two-bedroom unit, which we can Airbnb or rent it out. We haven't decided what we're going to do with it yet. We just need to crunch the numbers, what's better. And yeah, we're still hesitating about it, which way we're going to go for. And so if I got it right that you're going to live in the three-bedroom property that you're building in Queenstown? Yes, at the minute, that's the plan. And we just actually sold the Rollerstone house, so we will be using the, uh, the profit to possibly buy another two new build because um, obviously the interest deductibility doesn't give us any favor anymore. And yeah, we just into new builds basically. Yeah. And so one of those really challenging things for people that have bought new, but outside of that code compliance date, they've got an old property, even though it was a new property when they bought it. So you've got no interest deductibility. So the right thing for you is to sell that property take the cash that you make in profit, pay down your personal mortgage as much as possible, live in the three-bed, hopefully rent out the two-bed or Airbnb the two-bed, and then add two more rental properties onto your portfolio. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> and where are you thinking that you might want to have those investments? I'm really keen to buy a property in Auckland. 
And um, also Crashers is still favorable for me. And, and in Queenstown, um, you know, holiday homes are really good. So you can buy a nice two or three bedroom and you can use it as a holiday home because the tourism are booming in Queenstown. So that's quite a, like a good sort of investment. And also it's a rental shortage in yes. here at the minute in Queenstown. So the rents are quite high, which is, doesn't give us any favor for the renters, but it's probably good for landlords. And walk me through, what sort of property might you look at in Auckland? What sort of locations are you thinking about? What sort of property might you buy? Um, I would probably like, I still carry on the standalone houses and new builds. Just build probably from scratch. We build two houses now and I've got a good experience on how to build good houses and what to look out for in houses. So I would like to probably just either build a new one or get like maybe a townhouse, a three bedroom townhouse maybe. That interests me as well around Auckland area, basically, not, not too far from, from CBD. And I tell you what, if you can get into the Auckland market, the Christchurch market, and have a foothold in the Queenstown market, even though it's part owner-occupier, that's probably a, a great platform for them building money over time because you're still quite young. How old are you at the moment, Thomas? Um, I'm 39. 39, same age as me. And yeah. then, don't kid yourself, Andrew. You're at least 49. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, this is why you don't have any friends, Ed. And tell me, have you got a wealth plan in place at the moment? Have you got an idea of what you want to have in the future in terms of passive income or net wealth? Yeah, definitely. So I would like to get a couple of new builds, as I said, and I'm really interested to do holiday home in here in Queenstown. So I like to, you know, I'm, I'm a hospitality person, so I, I like to you know, host people and maybe cook for them as well. And also just get ready for retirement because I would like to be retired in the next 10 years. Yes. and achieve like a passive income and just, you know, enjoy my early 50s. And what sort of passive income, like, have you thought about how much money you need to live the lifestyle you want in Queenstown? Will you stay in Queenstown? Yes, I would like to stay in Queenstown, but probably the, uh, the desirable income would be a good 150 to 200k a year. So that, that would probably just give us a good flexibility to, to live the life we want. So for that, with- probably you need a good four or five properties at least. Yeah. And look, without giving us the exact number, is that a similar kind of income to what you're earning now so you can maintain a similar lifestyle? Yes, it is. Yeah, right. And I think that's one of the things we often see with investors is people don't want to necessarily ramp up their spending in retirement and all of a sudden live a million dollar lifestyle. It's about how do I maintain my current lifestyle but have more options by getting paid by my investment properties as opposed to getting paid by exchanging my time for an income. I think the really cool thing with this is that within quite a short space of time, about seven years, you're potentially going from you know that first property that you purchased as an investment to having three sources of rental income, the, the two new builds you're looking to purchase, plus your two-bedroom unit in Queenstown, as well as that own home that you're going to live in, that three-bedroom property that you're about to, to finish up on. But not only that, you know, a little over 10 years ago, I think it was, you were saying that you were struggling to buy a coffee. Uh, yes. And now, and now look at the position you're in. How awesome is that? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm very proud of that. And, but also it comes with a lot of sacrifices, guys, a lot of savings and, you know, a lot of missing out of things as well. We still live modest. We still live below our means. And, uh, you know, we, we have this financial discipline in our, our lifestyle and mindset. And that's, you know, that's what helped us a lot to either save money and invest money as well. So, Still today, I'm still driving my 2006 Mitsubishi Outlander, what I bought in Auckland for 6K. So I'm not taking out, uh, you know, big loans for nice flash cars. I'm not buying designer clothes and stuff like that. And this is kind of like just stayed with us. And we just respect money and we respect where we came from, actually. And 
we just want to carry on this uh, sort of mindset because that's you know that's how we got to where we are here today and this causes us a lot of anxiety as well like for example i'll tell you that we we renting at the minute in queenstown and the rent is quite high plus we're playing our construction loan and we had the crashes property as well a lot of expenses coming out so there's a lot of money, even though we had high incomes, the money is never enough because there's yes. a lot of expenses and it causes us a lot, of, a lot of anxiety and stress in terms of like, you know, just in everyday life. But, you know, it pays off in the long run, but in the short term, it's quite stressful. And have you and your partner both been on the same page with this or has it been you leading the charge and, and her coming along for the journey? How's that worked? Yeah, it works really well because we kind of like the opposite of each other. So I'm mm. the optimistic and she's the pessimistic. So yes. she always warns me on, on things. You know, I'm just always getting to it. I commit first and figure it out later. And she's, <laughs> and she's the opposite. So it's a re- it works really well because you kind of like just pull each other back. And this is how we get ahead. That's awesome. So one of the things that's interesting is one of my friends has just started dating a Hungarian girl. Now, one of the things that I've since found out is that Hungary, first of all, has some of the cheapest house prices in Europe, but also it's one of the more lower income places of Europe. So I wonder, you know, what's it like going from some place where property prices are really cheap to a place where property prices are really expensive? Is it hard to get your head around? Yeah, 100%. But it's not cheap anymore in Europe either. So after the pandemic, everything is doubled, basically same here in New Zealand. So it used to be quite cheap in Hungary, but not anymore, to be honest. And almost the, the expenses and the prices are kind of same in New Zealand, so which is quite surprising. So it's not that poor country anymore it used to be. And lastly, if you were to talk to somebody who's listening to the show, what's one piece of advice you might give to them? What's, what's one thing you've learned that you'd like to pass on to other property investors? I think patience. That's very, very important because I was so impatient when we bought the crash just when I really wanted to be rich quick and I really <laughs> wanted to achieve that fi- equity and that financial gain from property from, you know, in the first year. And then I'm just like that. I'm impatient um, and I want things. I want it right now. But what I learned is you, you got to have to be patient and wait. Hard work is always pays off and maybe not immediately, but you got to have to be patient. One of my investors that I've worked with for probably the longest period of time, because he was with my previous company for Opus Partners, I remember when he bought a property, at least every six months, he'd send me a text and he'd say, how's the Christchurch market? Because he'd bought in Christchurch back then. How's the Christchurch market? And I'd say, you just wait your time. How's your Christchurch market? Anyway, when the Christchurch market go mental, I'd text him every six months. Have you seen the Christchurch market? Have you seen the <laughs> Christchurch market? Heck <laughs> And also, that's sort of the other, other advice I would give, just get yourself surrounded with professionals a good mortgage broker you know a good tax agent and yeah just just surround yourself with with smart very educated successful people uh, who can guide you and help you Um, i luckily had a really good mortgage broker and uh, he was guiding us through this investment journey and that was really helpful great advice and last question what's one more thing you'd like us to talk about on the property academy podcast uh yeah probably that's a good question. Um, yeah, talk about more Queenstown because you guys are always pessimistic about Queenstown, and, uh, and, <laughs> and 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 I think it's 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 a great investment ground if you do things well. We managed to get a good land, and the land went up in prices, and you know we managed to get a good equity out of uh, already. The valuation was really good on the on the, on the Queenstown one. It's not not for everyone, but I think it's kind of like a great investment opportunity around here. Yeah, we're working. We're working on some options right now. Out of out of 
Cher, me being beaten down by everyone listening. Well, yeah. uh, the interesting thing is we're actually talking about the Queenstown property market in part in tomorrow's episode, oh, the great. day after this one gets released. So you'll be able to listen in for that. Yeah. Right. Oh. Thanks so much for coming along on the show, Thomas. We really appreciate it. And for anybody else listening to the show, who might want to come on as well. We're always looking for new listeners to come on for Case Study Sunday every single week. And that is so you guys can learn from each other as well as learn from us. I think that's a really important part of the community that we're building here on this show. So if you're interested, just send me an email, ed at opuspartners.co.nz or just flick us a message on Instagram. Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the Poppy Academy podcast. Really helps us get the message out to more people. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ian McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most after you sell the property market. Until next time. <laughs>